Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through the day. Now here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope, a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. In today's show, I have the great honor to be back with Andrea Nardoza for part two of our interview, and I have a feeling we will have many more than two interviews, but Andrea, say hello to everybody. Hello. I'm so grateful to be with all of you, and Nada, being with you anytime is an absolute joy. (laughs) Thank you, Andrea, and I feel the same way about you. So it's kind of funny because you guys can't see our pictures, but we have Dream Builder coaches and Life Mastery consultants together for, is it three years, Andrea? 2016. So, okay. Yeah. That's three years. And we get called twins all the time. We have been called twins by many, and we will be mistaken for one another. It's pretty hilarious. So, Andrea and I just kind of hit it off when we first met one another that thing where, where it's like, I've known you all of my life. And we just picked up and took off from wherever we left off, whether that was a previous life or whatever. But it's always a joy and a blessing to be with you, Andrea. And I'm just grateful for your time and your expertise and your wisdom and being here and sharing everything that you know with the audience. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we're going to get started a little bit. Um, There's been, like I was talking to Andrea before we went on air and said, there's just been a few things that have been going on in my extended family's life. And so it's really awesome to be able to see both sides of a coin where there's one side that is more circumstance driven and another side that's very much vision driven. And that is something that Andrea and I both practice and learn the difference between circumstance driven life and a vision driven life. So Andrea, would you be so kind as to just kind of give an overview of that, your perspective, how you teach your clients what a vision-driven life is versus that circumstance-driven life? Well, I think the most important thing to have, to have a vision out there that you can live from and you can see, you can see, you can feel it, you can taste it and know that this is something that is yours. Um, One of my clients, she was probably the best student (laughs) um, of this thought. And she had the dream of a sailboat. She had the dream of a bigger practice. She had dream of of speaking and writing a book and all of these things. And she's an acupuncturist actually, Nada. Oh, cool. Um, I love that. And she's like, oh, but you know, the sailboat, you know, that's off somewhere in the future. And you know, she wanted a house and all of these things that she wants. She's young, you know, and she's she's just starting out. And I just saw on her Facebook page just the other day, her and her husband on her sailboat in the islands. Oh. Now, that took less than a year to manifest after working together. 
Wow. Awesome. It's just a matter of putting that structure into your life, right? Right. So what does that look like, Andrea? So if you say, we're going to put the structure around this, what does that look like? So the listeners understand where you're coming from when you say that. Water is just a flood, right? Until you put it through a dam and give it the structure to create electricity. What we do as coaches, and we're not anything special, right? We're not any better than anybody else. We just have that structure. And what we do is we create a vision. What would you love? What, what would absolutely just light you up and make you want to get up in the morning? And then we take steps forward towards that. And it's a mindset that we create. Right. That anything that we can envision becomes a true possibility and much more than a possibility, we move it into probability and then actuality. For instance, two years ago, I wanted to move from my condo. And I talked about it and I talked about it and everybody would say, well, where do you want to live? And I said, I don't know. You know, I, I had no, no destination, right? Right. On June 29th of last year, I said, you know what? I'm going to move. I made the decision. That's part of the structure, right. making a decision, having a vision and then making a decision. So I made that decision and I put my condo on the, on the market without having any place to go. I just moved confidently in the direction of my dream. Right. So what do we have? We have a vision, we have a decision, and then we start moving confidently. That's the next part of the structure. You take the step that you can take. So I put my condo on the market. That was on July 4th. On July 5th, it was sold. Wow. Holy. Without you even having a place to move into. Without me even having a place to move into. <laughs> oh, I love it. Talk about faith. That's awesome. And it's sold in a day besides the fact that that's just astonishing that your condo sold in a day. That now you don't even have a place to move into. So cool. I've never heard the story. This is fabulous. So then what happens? I didn't even flinch. I'm like, well... Okay, if I sell it in, you know, if we close in 30 days, well, the worst thing is I go live with a friend for until I find something, right? Right. But I stepped moving confidently in the direction. And on July 7th, I was on Zillow and I found an open house for a house. Now, mind you, remember the vision. Remember the vision because this is very important. The two years prior to that, I had visioned a house. It was probably a ranch. It was probably yellow, but didn't have to be. But it did have to be on the sunny side of the street. It did have to have three bedrooms. It did have to have two bathrooms. And I would really love a sunroom for my birds. Mm. And I'd like a yard for my dog, which I didn't have yet. And I wanted to be able to serve my clients out of my house. Those, that's what I needed, right? right? That's what I wanted. That's what I envisioned. So back to July 7th, I went on Zillow. I found a house on an open house. I said, oh, that, that looks like I, you know, something I might want to go look. I walk in. I said, this is my house. Uh, and it, it was, and I said, oh, the other thing I wanted it to be near the water. Okay. Um, so I am living in this house. It is 
three quarters of a mile away from the water. Awesome. It's on a hill. It's a ranch. It has three bedrooms. It has two bathrooms. It has a sunroom <laughs> and a garage. Yeah. And a place for me to serve my clients. That happened. I made the decision on June 29th. I walked confidently, took the steps that I could take. And on August 20th, I moved into this house. Wow. Wow. And what are we? We're June. We're almost a year away. I have the dog. Yep. I have the clients. I've done workshops out of the house. I have a Reiki room. And how does that happen? It's the structure that I put around it. Right. I created the vision. I made the decision. And I took the steps that I could take every day in service of that vision. Right. And I held it with an absolute knowing that this is mine. Right. Right. And there, there's a whole lot more to that story that just when you start to move in the direction, the universe, God, whatever it is that you believe in, doesn't matter what it is, um, wraps itself around you and creates circumstances that support your decision. Right. Right. So Andrea, why do you think for most people that they struggle with this so much? Because even the vision and what I have found is that so many people have been, I believe, because we're just programming from our upbringing and, and this is not parent bashing by any means or school bashing, but I think that we get so conditioned to believe that the things that we want in our life are not going to happen for us. Either they're too expensive or we're dreaming way too big, or whatever the, the reason happens to be. And so people will have a dream or an idea, a vision of what they want. And at the same time of knowing this is what I want, or they see somebody um, living that lifestyle or having their relationship or uh, working with people or doing volunteer, whatever it happens to be, and you see them doing it, and there's a part of you that wants it so badly, and yet the voice inside of you is so much louder saying, that works for them, that would never happen for you. Why do you think that that happens? That people can have that vision, but then never either take a step forward with it, or they just believe it's not going to happen for them? Because they don't have the support. Yeah. They don't have someone believing in them and telling them, that they can do it. Right. True. You know, it's so important. Like I said, as coaches, we're, we're not any smarter. We're not any better than anyone else. We just have the training, the God-given, this is beyond training. We have that God-given gift of being able to believe in people. Yeah. Um, th that was something that came to me as a very young child. I just see the best in people and see what they are truly capable of. I can see that in them and I can help to bring it out of them. Right, right. That's why I became a coach because I had that ability, but I didn't have the structure. Yeah. Which is so very important. You know, for all the people out there that say they can't, I'm not anybody special but I am very special because I am here, right? right? We're all very, very special. Right. And when we understand that, and we, when we understand that we're here for a reason, 
and we we are fully resourced and we can do whatever we want to do absolutely you know and it's funny because there's so many people in this world that we look up to or think of wow how was that person able to do it so if we were if we talked about henry fords or thomas edison's or tesla or Steve Jobs, Oprah Winfrey, all of these people are just ordinary, normal, average people, right? I mean, it's they're just average people, but they had a burning desire for something more. And that was the thing that kept them motivated and kept them moving in the direction of the dream or that vision that they held for themselves. And as you were speaking, I was thinking of Wilt Chamberlain, and I don't remember now what year this took place, and I don't, I just don't remember the details, so I'll get the details out there. But he was making free throws, and he was doing it like, remember, like if you were to shoot a basketball, but instead of shooting it overhand, like granny style, you know, where you kind of swing it between your legs and, and then throw it up, kind of lob it up there. Well, his percentage. And like I said, these numbers are not factual. I don't remember the exact percents, but it's something like 95% accurate every time he would throw the ball like that. But he got so ridiculed for shooting that it was the position. It was the way he was holding his body to be able to make that 95 or 97% accuracy. And he never did it again. And his accuracy for free throws dropped dramatically. And it's the thing, and I think sometimes that gets in our way, and it's the whole thing about not having that support behind you. Because I think if there would have been the whole crowd and all of the team members going, oh my God, that's fantastic. That is incredible. You need to shoot like that all at the time. He would have continued shooting like that. Well, in fact, I know that's true because that's what he said in an interview. I got so ridiculed for the way I was shooting, even though I was making the, and that's the whole idea, making the points. That's how you win the basketball game, right? Is by making the most amount of points. That didn't matter. It was, he got laughed at. And he said, I was so ridiculed, I would not go back to do that. And we have a tendency to do that, I think, as human beings, is we will go to somebody else when we have a dream or a vision for our lives, and we will go to somebody else who is not living their dream or their vision, and we will ask them, you know, what do you think about this? If, if I was to do this and I want to become you know, X, Y, and Z, what do you think about that? And this person who has never experienced that level of success, just like, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? You would never be able to do that. It's like the crowd and the teammates saying to Wilt Chamberlain, there's no possible way. Like you're going to look so stupid even trying. Don't even bother. Just stay exactly where you're at because that structure isn't there. That support isn't there. And people continue living lives that, that are just mundane in so many ways. And I think that's, you know, how many people are on antidepressants and anti-anxiety because they're not living their life on purpose at all. And they don't even know how to do it. That's, you know, when you talk about Wilt Chamberlain, all I can think is inside of him, he did not have the courage to stand up and say, but this is the way I do it the best. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's what I really work with my clients is that relationship with themselves. Yeah. And really finding your true north, living your truth in the face of all circumstance. Yeah. And sometimes that's a really big job. Who was it? Um, Eleanor Roosevelt, who said, 
all the water in the world can't drown you if you don't let it in. Right. If you're going to live a dream, you're going to come across a whole lot of obstacles. You know, I'm in a house that is way more expensive than I could afford at that moment. Yeah. But here I am and I'm living in it. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that the thing that stops most people if they're living in a condo or they're living someplace and they say, no, like, I don't want to be in a condo anymore. I want the freedom of having a house. I want the freedom of having a yard. I want the three bedrooms, the two bathrooms, the sunroom. These are the things that I want to have. And I want it to be close to the water. By the way, Andrea lives in New Jersey. So um, are you talking about the ocean water or are you talking about lake water? Ocean. Well, both. I have both. Oh, I have. Well, there you go. (laughs) That's about 200 feet away. And I have the ocean, which is three quarters of a mile away. Oh, that's incredible. So why settle for just the lake when you can have the lake and an ocean, right? I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome. It it really is the perfect place. Well, maybe not the perfect place, but it's darn close. Yeah. And, And I am so grateful for all the all the the circumstances that wrapped around me to make this possible right um and and you know i i've been asked well if that didn't happen how would you have done it but it did happen because that's what was supposed to happen right yeah and if that didn't happen something else would have come my way something even better still right you know we we have to have open palms when, when we want something, because we don't know as well as our God or our universe or, again, whatever it is that you believe in, doesn't matter. That knows even better than we do sometimes about what's best for us. And having the faith in your higher power to guide us, right? Right, yeah. But again, to me, so important that each and every person believes in themselves and and learns anything you learn you can unlearn right and all of those things that, that have kept you small you can unlearn that right. and reach for bigger things and not not just for the reason of reaching for bigger things but reaching for things that you would truly love absolutely and don't you f- feel also that when you're reaching for those bigger things, it allows you to step in the full potential of who you are. You, you really get to start living your life on purpose because it's, it's not about acquiring things that you acquire them as you go along, as you're discovering yourself and discovering your greatness and, and the, just the human potential, what we, the power that we have locked inside of us. But it's learning and discovering who we are and what we are on this planet. And this also brings up, as you were speaking about the house, and so having the the lake and then being just three quarters of a mile away from the ocean and now in this house that you're living in that's bringing you such joy and such gratitude. How does that fit in also, Andrea, when people talk about you know, so I should just be grateful for what I have. I should be grateful for the condo. And why do I need something bigger? This is, this is suiting my needs. This suits the needs. Even if I have this longing for something more, something bigger, how do you speak to that? That longing for something more and I should just be 
satisfied being in this condo, even though I want this house that has the three bedrooms and all of the other things that come with it, but I should just stay in this condo because whatever, because of my conditioning, I, I should just be grateful for this. And I don't need to, I don't need to reach any bigger than just having this condo. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Well, and what you said, who we become in the process, that's the most important thing. Oh, yeah. Things are, things are just, they're outside of us, right? They yeah. really don't matter. It's who we become in the process. Yeah. But um, yes, you know, I was in a beautiful condo. I was very happy, but I, I grew out of it, right? Like I, I couldn't see all the clients that I wanted to, and it was on the second floor. So, you know, that was a liability and, and hard for some people to get up those stairs, right? Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't about just wanting more to want more. It was about wanting to serve more people. Okay, yeah. Um, and I was so very grateful for that condo and for the place that it was in. And I loved it and I took care of it and I was stood in gratitude for it every day. I wanted to be able to serve more people. Right. And in order to do that, I need to grow and become bigger. Yeah. So it's not about just wanting bigger for bigger. It's about wanting to do more for others. Right. Right. I think in this world, I think it's very easy for other people on the outside and us included, that it's easy for us to think that when we're wanting bigger for whatever reason or more, whatever that more happens to be, that it can be looked at. If people don't know the inside story, then it could be looked at as, you know, well, isn't that so greedy to want more? Why can't you just be grateful for what you have or, or satisfied with what you have? I feel like I work with clients that bump up against that all the time. And I say, yes, absolutely. Be 100% grateful for that. And that's what you were saying about the condo. I stood in gratitude of that every single day, but there was something bigger. I needed bigger. I wanted bigger because I could serve in a bigger way. And when I can serve in a bigger way, then I get to have more um, influence, more impact on people in such, in such a more grand way. And literally what happens with those people that you've impacted and worked with is they then go out and have a bigger, loving, kind impact on more people in their life, even if it's just going home and loving a dog because they're not going home to a family of six kids and you know this huge extended family. Just giving that love to one other living being has made a major impact on this world, in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. You see, you see videos of it all the time where just one act of kindness during the day spreads exponentially out into the world yes. and that can happen in a negative way too you know if if something bad happens that spreads too right. so why not spread the joy and the happiness if i can help someone you know one of my one of my very most recent clients he came to me oh maybe almost a year ago now and um today he says, I just think completely differently and it is so much better. And his daughter came to me and said, thank you so much. My father's so much nicer and, and uh -huh. so easier to get along with. And now she's doing that in her life and his wife is doing that in her life. It just spreads. Yeah. 
the more people that understand their own power and how they can give to the world, the better this world is going to be one person at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you touched on this earlier on when we first started talking about just the mindset. And maybe this is when we were talking about the structure of it, the mindset of, because everything happens first from thought, everything. I wake up thinking I'm going to have a really wonderful, great day today. Miracles are going to happen in front of my eyes. Or I can wake up thinking, uh, it's just another day. You know, what's the expression, you know, different, same old shit, different day right. or right. Or I could wake up with, Oh my God, it's another day dreading everything about it. And, and if you just can change the mindset and I get how hard it is to be able to change that mindset when you are in that low vibration, that low frequency and so hard to pull yourself up and out of it. But the thing is, we're the only ones that can pull ourselves up and out of it. Nobody else can do that for us. And if you can have those tools, which can be as simple as listening to some really great music. So that's my go-to when I'm in a, in a low vibration. I know the songs that will completely shift my state and put me in a state of gratitude, of abundance, of knowing those miracles are happening because every single day in front of us, there are miracles that are happening. And if you're not looking for them, you're not going to see them. And I'm not talking about miracles like the rainbow pops out of the sky and there is that pot of gold. And it's right. Not that kind of miracle. I'm talking about even the miracle of watching a butterfly or a caterpillar do the whole cocoon thing and then come out as a butterfly. And everything about, we can have a whole talk just on the butterfly. I mean, that's that in and of itself, right? But just like the bud on a tree, you're looking at this bud on a tree. And from all the buds I've looked at, maybe this isn't true for all trees, but I know the trees that are in my yard, one bud does not produce one leaf. That one bud, when it opens up, there's like 10 leaves that come out of that. We are, we're just surrounded in this abundance and we can get so caught up in our limited thinking that we're like, life sucks. This is bad. This is worse. This is how my day is going to go. And we start predicting every bad thing that's going to happen. And the whole entire time we're walking around and we are surrounded by this abundance of life, of life giving, just even using trees, which, Right produce all of the oxygen so we are able to breathe while we're here on this planet. I mean, it's, it's amazing when we can just shift the way we're thinking. And it seems like that's such a simple thing to do. It's very hard to do, I think, to be able to consistently shift that mindset. But when we can do that, oh my gosh, right? I mean, that's where it all starts. Yeah. And the more you practice, the easier it becomes. It's just like anything else. It's practice. We've, we've practiced really hard and really long, and we're really good at what we do, right? And, right. and to change something takes a lot of work. It's yep. like when, you're, when a, a rocket is leaving the earth, you need all this energy to get it out of the atmosphere. Right. And then once it's out, it just goes. Well, it's the same thing with our thoughts. You know, there's deep trenches in our brains 
of things that we're used to doing. We've practiced them and we know them really well. Right. But if you develop a new habit, it takes 30 days to develop it and 90 days for it to really stick. It becomes very easy to see the beauty. You know, I walk down the street with my dog and I'm, I look like a crazy person maybe, but I, <laughs> I'm, thanking, I'm thanking the flowers for being so beautiful and talking yeah. about trees. And when you look and you see the absolute miracle of their being and they don't even try, right? They don't try to be beautiful. They don't try to be smart. They don't try to be likable. They just are they just yeah. exist yeah yeah and it's so simple right they bloom and they provide in all of this abundance yeah and the point where you say and they're not trying they are just being and i think that's where we get ourselves caught up so much is sometimes we try so hard to be something that we're not and we keep bumping up against everything that we're not. And, and we get angry and why isn't this working? And the discourse that happens inside of us, where every single plant, because we're part of nature and I think we forget that sometimes. We're not different than nature. We operate the same way nature operates. And that's exactly where Chinese medicine came from. It was watching nature, seeing how nature responds in nature and because as human beings, we're part of nature, that is how traditional Chinese medicine started understanding illnesses and what was happening with the physical body because of the elements that it was in. And those elements are also your thinking, thinking about, am I worrying about this? Am I fearful of this? Am I causing this anxiety about this? Because I'm basing my thought on this thing that's going to happen in my present moment or in the future. I'm basing that completely on the results that I've had from the past, which has nothing to do with what my future or my present moment is going to be like, unless I want it to be. And back to the plants, because when you were talking this, it's so clear to me, if you look at a rose bush, when a rose bush is blooming and it, it has all of its beautiful roses that are coming out, you never see the peony plant sitting next to it going, well, now look at her. Look at her pushing out all of those rosebuds. Who the hell do you think she is, right? I mean, it's just the plants nurture and love one another into their beautifulness. And sometimes I think we get stuck in that where we caught in jealousy or judgment of, well, look at that person and why are they doing that? Or why is it so easy for them? And why is it such a struggle for me? And that's a nice way of saying it because sometimes we do it from a very negative place. Right. And, and then we get stuck in that judgment. We've put ourselves into this horribly low vibration and don't even realize that we're stuck there because of this mindset, because of this judgment that throws us into a place of being stuck. And it was our own thinking that got us there. Right. The simplicity of it is where everybody misses it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it is so easy. The one thing that I could offer, I think is to look for the good in everything. When we shift to that, you know, look for the good in yourself, look for the good in others, look for the good in every situation. When you start to do that, everything shifts. Absolutely, absolutely. Because we have biologically a bias towards negativity. When there were cavemen, that's what kept them alive. Right. You know, was the, was the tiger going to eat me or, or was that berry poisonous? You know, like negativity was literally what kept them alive. Right. But 
we're not that person anymore. You know, we, we've evolved. And, and I watched a video yesterday and he was talking about how we are all one with nature. You know, we're all one and we're all connected. But what he was saying was that thought evolves and people weren't able to think in certain ways until other people started to do things differently and the radical thinkers of the time, right? Right. There's a lot of radical thinkers now and they're starting to change the way thought occurs and, and how people can literally think differently than they thought before. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it makes me think of Emerson, right? Because that, that was one of the things with the transcendental movement back in the, wasn't it the late 1800s when that all happened? Yep. Right. I mean, and it was just looking and thinking differently about how this world operates, because I think we get so stuck into feeling like we are victims in this world, that life is happening at us. It's happening to us. And yet we're co-creators of everything that is coming into our life. And when we can notice that, recognize that, and understand that, you start seeing evidence of that almost immediately in your life. There is all kinds of synchronicities. There's all kinds of events or doors opening, people showing up, those out of the blue moments that just happen in your life because you are co-creating it. You're co-creating it all the time. No matter what we're doing, we're co-creating it. You can co-create it as a victim and you will have more victimhood to live through because you're just making that happen. Or you can be aware of that and be aware of those thoughts and then be able to co-create the things that you do want to have in your life, like your house that has three bedrooms, two bathrooms, the sunroom, the fenced yard, and by a lake and by the ocean, right? I mean, that was a co-creation on on your part. And Andrea, this just occurred to me. So I live in Minnesota and I just drove home from Montana yesterday. And on my way coming home, I have to drive through Wyoming. And you've heard of the Devil's Tower, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Okay. The Devil's Tower is probably maybe 50 miles off of I-90, something like that. But if you know where to look when you're coming across on I-90, off in the distance, you can see it. I mean, it's, it's huge. And you can see it from I-90. And as I was driving, I was thinking, you know what? If you don't know what you're looking for, you could look out into that vast space off of I-90 towards Devil's Tower, and you won't see it because right. you don't even know what you're looking for. So you have to know what it is that you're looking for, or it can be right smack dab in front of you, and you're never even going to see it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in that, it makes me think of knowing that you needed a bigger place to be able to serve your clients and the, the stairs. And so people that have you know, some kind of physical disability getting up and down the stairs is either they couldn't do it or it was entirely too hard for them. So if you don't even know that you can do it differently, if I can look at all of this differently, if I can start really deciding what is it that serves me, serves my mission, serves my life's purpose. If I don't know that I have that ability inside of me, we will continue living these lives that I think mundane is the best way to describe that. Yeah. And that's where a coach is a really great thing because when you have someone else that is looking at it from outside of you, other ideas come that normally wouldn't, right? Yeah. So, you know, I have my coaches, you have your coaches. 
it, it's so important. And I make it a practice when I don't have anyone around me to sit down and just let different thoughts come into my mind about situations because, you know, sometimes we go as far as we can and it feels like there's a block. And, and if you just get quiet with yourself and let other ideas come, they will. You know, you can look at something differently and it changes everything. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if it was Einstein or I know he said something along the line. So I don't know if this was his exact quote, but by definition, you cannot have a problem without a solution. There's a solution to everything. But if we get stuck in, this is just how it is. I can't do anything different. And we hear this all the time. Like, well, it just is what it is. And it's like, well, not really. I mean, that is what it is at the level of fact, but is that what you want? Can you use that to up-level your own life? Is this an opportunity for your own growth or is this going to be that obstacle, in air quotations, to hold you back and to keep you stuck and then to remind yourself that life sucks, it's a struggle, nothing ever works out for me, all of that stuff that I know I used to say to myself 12 years ago, that would be a, a mantra. I wish I knew how many times a day I would, <laughs> I would say to myself how difficult life was. You know, I mean, it's just like, oh, and if you don't know differently, if you don't know that you can do it differently, it's just such a, it's sad. It's just sad because you don't even know that you can think differently. You can have a different perspective about everything, that the things that show up in your life are really, truly just opportunities for you to discover you and how powerful you really are. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. Absolutely. That's what I can tell, you know, is for us to learn who we truly are and what we are truly capable of. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you learned about you, Andrea? Because so when we spoke the first time we were, we were talking about for you being able to come to terms with and be able to grow from the loss of your husband. You also lost probably your very best friend. So you had that experience in your life where there were people who had passed away and that you were able to come to terms with that and to grow from that experience. But what else, what else in your life have you discovered from learning the universal principles and the uh, spiritual laws that you've grown into a different version of yourself. Can you share that? Or is it even just, sometimes I think it's too hard to even put words into what that is. You know, I am a much more confident person now. I'm yeah. a much more patient person. I've truly stepped into me, yeah. which is such a gift, right? Yeah. I meet people and they're like, wow, you know, like they look at me like, like I'm something different or because I, I know exactly who I am and what I want. I make no apologies for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just am who I am. Always changing, always growing. I make no apologies for how I am and the freedom that I choose in my life. You know, a lot of people look at us sometimes with judgment because we're not afraid to move forward, reach for things far beyond what they think is normal or natural, right? I just look and I say, you can do this too. Right. Yeah. I'm not doing anything that anybody couldn't do. 
Right. Right. I think, and especially when it's people that know you and then they hear your new dreams or they hear the things that you want, the way you want to live, the lifestyle, the places you want to go to, the lives you want to impact, the way you want to spend your time. And they're thinking, wait, no, that can't happen for you because I know you. That's not possible for you. And yet, I think it's because they're coming from their own limiting belief, their own thinking that that's not possible for me. I don't think it's possible for me. And if I feel like it's not possible for me, then it can't be possible for you because I've known you all of these years. You can't be that person. Yeah. And sometimes you have to kind of break that tie and be able to say, you know, but I am doing it differently. You've known me as this, but inside of me that whole entire time, this has been happening too. It reminds me, everything's about nature apparently today. It reminds me of a little acorn, right? That teeny tiny little acorn that once it gets into the ground and it starts growing, who on earth would ever have thought that that teeny tiny little acorn would become this huge mammoth oak tree? Right. It, it's right. so if other things are looking at it, it's like there's no way that you can become this. But yet that is encoded in the DNA in that acorn to become this great big huge mammoth oak tree. It's just the way life operates. It's just the way that it is. And that's encoded in us too. And that pull for the full becomingness of everything that we can be. Right. Yeah. If everybody just took a few minutes in nature. Nature will tell you everything you need to know. Oh man, yeah. You know, I, I go to the ocean, especially when I feel the need to center. Yeah. And I watch the waves. They come in and out and in and out and in and out. And they don't care if it's cold yeah. out. They don't care if, who's president or if there's a war or if you're sick. Right. Or if you're smart. Doesn't matter. Right. Right. That water goes in and out and in and out. And that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it true? It's the truth though, right? Because it just, life just continues. It just keeps going on. It doesn't stop because of these events. It just continues moving. It continues doing the thing that it does, whatever that DNA is inside of it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, I just love this. I love these kinds of talks. And I could sit on the microphone and do this with you all day long. But I know that both of us have work that we need to get to today also. So Andrea, I want to just kind of start bringing this in for a landing here. And if you can share with the listeners for today, one tip that they could do today that would help to empower them just to shift how they're feeling because maybe they've had a recent death in the family. Maybe they have some kind of emotional crisis. Maybe they have a, a financial crisis or some kind of emotional upset that's going on or a physical problem that's going on in their life. What is one tip, nothing like putting you on the spot here. What? <laughs> this is easy. This is so easy. <laughs> what is one tip that you could share that could help somebody listening to this, just give them that lifeline of hope, just saying, okay, I can hang in there for one more day. I can do this a little bit better today, knowing that tomorrow is going to show up a little bit better for me because I show up a little bit better for me tomorrow. What would you like to offer? Breathe, 
Take a deep breath. Know that you are loved. Dream, imagine, believe, and breathe. You are loved. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. And Andrea, I have to tell you, because I had no idea what you were going to say there. I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did fabulous. Wherever you got it, it was perfect. It was spot on perfect. And it's amazing to me because it is the thing that we forget about the most. And it's with us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, our own breath. Our own breath will settle our own nervous system. Our own breath will literally cause a completely different physiological response. And you can think clearly when you are in a different state of mind because you have released, reduced the stress hormones. I could speak to you for an entire hour, probably maybe six. (laughs) (laughs) Unbreathing. It is so critically important. Yeah. yeah. And it will center you. It will calm you. And it will open up everything that you need to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that advice. So if you are driving, if you are just sitting at home, relaxing and listening to this, Take that deep breath in and hold it for just, there's so many different breathing techniques, but a super simple one is just taking in a big, deep breath from your nose, hold it for just a split second, and then let it out and just notice how your body just immediately relaxes. It's just like, it's like taking a medication that just tells the body, calm down just calm. And it is with you no matter where you go, what meeting you're in, what traffic you're in, what stressful situation you're in, that breath never leaves you. It is with you all of the time. That is so beautiful. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that tip. Thank you. Thank you. And it was funny, you know, you said you didn't know what I was going to say. That is my go-to no matter what. Yeah. Before we do anything, let's just breathe and then we'll, we'll take on the world. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It's the power. It is the power. Just having that breath. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, Andrea, I know you'll be back again. I know we'll do this again because we have so many things that we still need to cover and talk about, but we just run out of time. So so, so yeah, me too. Me too. And you're always a wonderful guest. So I love having you on and it will be in the show notes, but in the meantime, could you remind the listeners where they can reach you again? This will be in the show notes. So don't worry about trying to write anything down, but how do they get in touch with you? Okay. Andrea Nardoza, Inspired Life Mastery. Um, I'm on Facebook. If you just type in Inspired Life Mastery, My phone number is 732-300-8895. And my email, I'll give you the easy one. (laughs) (laughs) Learn to live big at gmail.com. Oh, I love it. Learn to live big at gmail.com. Perfect. And no worries. All of that will be on show notes. So you'll have that kind of information right there at your fingertips. So no worries with that. Yeah. Oh, and the website is inspiredlifemastery.com. Perfect. 
perfect. Thank you so much, Nada. I just love, 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 love being with you. <laughs> well, the feeling is mutual, Andrea. I love, 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 love being with you. And we could do this all day long. Well, I already, I know we could because we've been together and we've done nothing but talk all day <laughs> long. So yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and sharing your insights. And I know that people glean nuggets of wisdom out of that and can use that into their life and start really shifting and changing, even just these teeny tiny little shifts and changes, that's the beginning of really making these massive changes in your life. But you just right. need to take some kind of small action. Just notice what you're noticing for the day. Notice what you're thinking about. And is it empowering or not empowering? Right. And then there's so many other steps that you can do. And just being able to notice that and start someplace with the smallest little thing, at least that, that is the motion, you're putting it into action and that starts building up all of the momentum behind you. So, oh, I love you and um, absolutely we'll be back doing this again and we'll, we'll share more, more wonderful stuff with the listeners. And in the meantime, for everybody on this call, thank you so much for being here and we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information that you can use right away. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to rate and review right there on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.